Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite Ravens YouTube channel and podcast. Talking Ravens all day, every day with your host, Justin P. And my MVP co-host, Ms. Shannon Fitch. And Super Data Mailman. He just, I don't know, he left and came back out. But, you know, he'll be back in the picture. The day got two very special guests with us. Uh, you know, they're doing it from two different ends. One doing it, you know, being around the organization as a fan and as a mentor to young kids. First, we'll start off. My, I've known this guy for almost 30 years. He can attest to that. My guy, Keon Trippy Fisher. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know who he is. The GM, the owner, the bag man, the security guy. Like this, this he's like, he like, he like a little mini celebrity man, but he's so humble and so cool. You know, man. So, yeah, big. Got my guy over here, and the gentleman up at the top. You know he's working for Draft Network, man. Like I say, he's been he's been uh, in sports groups with me and Shannon for uh, ten plus years. Now he's working for Draft Network. Uh, my guy, full time Dane. So uh, the day we're gonna be breaking down this, uh, you know, the great divisional matchup between the Texans and Ravens. So uh, uh, Trip, we're gonna start with you. We're gonna start with Damon. We'll go with Dave, Shannon. You know, always go last. So let's get started with the coaching matchup between D'Amico Ryans and John Harbaugh. The floor is yours, Trip. Well, um, what you mean, like who got the better matchup? Yeah, yeah. Who, who has the edge? Basically, my bad. If I want clear, who has the who has the who has the edge going into this game out of the coaching staffs? I mean, I feel like John Harbaugh got the edge because I mean he been there a couple times. You know, what I mean he always like prepares team for the playoffs. He also got a Super Bowl ring. So, I mean, I would give him the edge because, he, you know, he's been there before. And, uh, I mean, D'Amico Ryans, he's a, he a good coach. But, I mean, I just feel like I'll give John Harbaugh that matchup. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me, I give it to Harbaugh as well, man. I mean, like you talk about the experience, like being in tight games, being in the postseason – being in the Super Bowl is it's a different, it's a different feel for them. For D'Amico Ryan's being a first year head coach, a lot of success. But when you get into these type of moments, and this game is not going to go the way the, the Cleveland Browns game went, where it got out of hand pretty quickly, right? This is a type of game that could be down to the wire. And in mm-hmm. those moments, that's when you start to see the inexperience from players and coaches, where guys start to coach a little tighter. They just, their decision making is a little skewed because they're like, man, I don't want to make the wrong move. So in that situation with Harbaugh knowing I've been here before, I've been here, I've done that, right? And then he has a guy who's been a league MVP, a guy who's playing with a chip on his shoulder and Lamar Jackson. This team is locked in. So for me, I give it to Harbaugh. Okay. Well, what's that about both of y'all? Go ahead, Dave. Well, look, man, playtime is over. It's the big league, man. Harbaugh, this your time. It all comes down to this. You've been on top all year. It's time to show them why you are by far one of the best to do it this year. This is the year right here. Because this is a good chance. Todd Munkin, who has bought balances offense, is going to be a head coach somewhere next year. Ravens had the number six offense this year. Mike McDonald, he's probably right behind him. I mean, Ravens, number one defense in the league, number one in sacks and takeaways. Triple crown winners, first time in the NFL. Mike McDowell, I'm going to miss you. For the Texans, D'Amico Ryans, he's the right man for the job. Absolutely outstanding head coach to bring the Texans from the second worst team in the league 
to AFC divisional round is simply elite. With a rookie quarterback and a young roster, gotta take a hat off to him. Bobby Schlord, he's kind of a genius, one of the best young offensive coordinators, but nothing lasts forever. Big bang tanks, little bank. You you know, you were open, now you were closed. You know, once you come to MNT Bank, it's a wrap. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you guys. I miss the Ravens more or less because of the experience. Um, we have two coordinators that's basically up for head coaching um, jobs around the league. We could probably lose both. I'm hoping, like I said last episode, that it's not Munkin. Um, but yeah, I think the Ravens definitely got it. It's not too much today. And there's no disrespect to the Texans because they've done a great job this season. Uh the piggyback of anybody else is definitely the Ravens by far. Like I say, you got a Super Bowl winning head coach first and foremost. Is like like Trippy said, been in the playoffs. Only missed the playoffs a handful of times. So it's like their experience alone gives him the edge. Uh Todd Monken, um, you know, he's coaching the playoffs before with Cleveland, so he got that experience. And then Mike McDonald was on the staff on the Ravens playoff teams before, before he went to took the job to Michigan. Uh Bobby Slower got some um some experience, you know, uh, you know, saying but he wasn't a play caller then, but still shout Cal Shanahan. So we'll see how he do being a play caller for having full control of the offense in a meaningful game. But, you know, long story short, uh, the Ravens have the edge right here. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going with position matchups. So we're going to start with the main position first quarterback, uh, C.J. Stroud versus Lamar. The floor is yours, Trip. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to get an edge to Lamar. I mean, only reason why I don't want to sound like a homer, I mean, because I feel like Lamar, he locked in for real. Not saying CJ not locked in, but I just feel like Lamar just out to prove, like, like you know what I mean? He been out for the last two years. You know, injuries happen, so we ain't really get the same. You know what I mean? And, and to be honest with you, the last playoff game, I think he did play, he ended up getting hurt, if that was what, against the Bills, if I'm not mistaken? A concussion, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, so. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I I get an edge to Lamar. Like I feel like he just gonna come out and just like show the world like I'm him. You feel me? Like I ain't no slouch. You feel me? I ain't no running back. I'm a quarterback, and I can do everything. And I can and I can lead my team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to go be ahead, Damian. Well said. Yeah, it, it's it's got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Former MVP. He's been in this league for a long time. But one of the things that a lot of people don't like talk about with him because like we talk about the rushing ability we know he's dynamic and all that that's his a trait but lamar has come a long way as a passer he's revamped his entire mechanics talking about even shoulders keeping the front side closed leading with the with the uh making sure he's stepping correctly with his lead foot but like it's funny because when you look at where he's become what he's become as a passer right now he's like fifth in the nfl since 2018 in terms of throwing touchdown to interception ratio in the intermediate from 10 to 19 yards down the field. And he's in like, I'm talking about company where like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, he's in that, in that type of spear. So the, the middle of the field between the numbers, he's going to work, especially to get, if they can get Mark Andrews back. CJ Strauss playing unbelievable ball, but this is going to be the best defense that he's seen all season. And McDonald is, we talk about those offensive wizards, but, this is a dude who's a defensive wizard. The things, the coverages he throws at quarterbacks, the looks, the simulated pressures, 
That's the, he takes he took a lot of basically what Wink Martindale did and just kind of amplified it in a different way to where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna pressure you, but we still got enough dogs in the back end to be able to take the ball away too. So for me, man, rookie quarterback CJ Stroud, which is my QB one of the 2023 NFL draft over Bryce Young. But I gotta take give this to Lamar Jackson. Like I'm trusting Action Jackson the whole way. Well said, baby. Go, Shannon. I agree. Um, Lamar. Lamar's playing at a different level this season, and particularly since the bye. It just seems like it's been a different Lamar. His focus has been different. Um, CJ Stroud, he's amazing. You know, at one point of this season, people were asking, you know, should he be in the MVP conversation? Um, I think he's going to win rookie of the year, and rightfully so. Um, but again, I think experience will come into play with this situation again. I do think that Lamar being home for the past two postseasons has been like eating away at him. I think that him having to fight for his contract, you know, added a little bit more pressure. And I think he's ready to go out there and show everybody, like, yeah, like you said, like, I'm him. I think he's ready to do that. And that's going to start on Saturday. So I'm picking Lamar. Oh, man. Um, well said, like anybody else. Uh, go ahead, Dave. This is an elite showdown between two great players, MVP Lamar Jackson. I mean, two-time MVP because he's going to win it against the young gunner and C.J. Stroud. The young one is dangerous. Stroud has had the greatest rookie season all time by the, you know, at the quarterback position, 401, 4,100 yards and 23 touchdowns, and he missed two games due to a concussion. He really carved up that Cleveland defense last week, but now you're rocking with the best. It's lights, camera, action, Jackson, First team all pro, fourth playoff appearance. We've been here before. And like Shannon just said, you missed the last two years due to injury. So, you know, Lamar, he's been waiting for this day for a long time. CJ Stroud, there's levels of this. You're a rookie. But right now against Lamar Jackson, this is all man. So catch me if you can right here. It's Lamar, babe. Well said, Dave. Um me, it's the same thing, like same thing all you guys said. I'm not gonna really Say a whole lot because y'all already touched on it. Uh, but like I said, CJ Stroud, uh, his first playoff game, he was phenomenal. But now you're on the road in a, in a tough environment, you're in the cold weather. Uh, you were just playing in nice Houston, Texas. The, uh, the weather was pretty nice there. You were inside, now you gotta come here against a rugged defense, you know, that is not giving up much. They only had like a couple games where we only where we allowed 30 or more. So, um, yeah. It, it's definitely Lamar because, like I said, um, outside of Will Anderson Jr. and Derek Stingley, the rest of that Texas defense don't really don't really move the needle for you. So it's Lamar, it, it, you know, and no questions asked. All right, the running backs. So the two Texans running backs, Damian Perez, Devin Singletary, and I forgot the other guy they got, uh, you know, uh, Gus Edwards, uh, Delvin Cook, Justice Hill. Uh, who has the edge? Go ahead, Trip. Um. Damn, this is another one. I feel like we got the edge. I mean, you got Gus, physical. I mean, we lost JK at the beginning of the season, but we still, you know what I mean? We've been doing good, even Justice Hill. And then we lost Keaton. Sad about that. But, I mean, I felt like when we still lost them, them other running backs still were showing up. I mean, we had Melvin Gordon in there for a couple of weeks. I mean, you saw what happened to him. So, now he gone. You got Dalvin Cook. I just feel like I don't know how many snaps Cook going to get, but I feel like every opportunity he get, he just going to, like, it's going to be something big, whereas, though, he just going to keep, you know what I mean, getting more uh, action for real, for real. 
if the Texans, I mean, I don't know, because I feel like our defense won't be out there hunting all day. So I feel like we got the edge for real, for real. And then also, Lamar not a running back, but I mean, you know, basically you saying the running back. I know you talking about the running game. I feel like we definitely got the edge on that too. So I go with the Ravens on that. Well, well said and well detailed answer, Trip. I right, go ahead, Dave. I'm gonna call this one easy. Come on back, wait, Damien. Damien, with Damien. Now, I think for me, man, I'm, I'm gonna give it to <laughs> the Ravens yeah. as well. Um, I think the big thing for me is more so now. Devin Singletary has been running hard, like all season. Like it, it kind of was. Uh, it wasn't yeah. expected. We expected Damian Pierce to be doing what De- Devin Singletary is doing for that backfield. But the difference for me is not Lamar Jackson as the runner. But the threat of him as a runner, in terms of the cute, the the zone reads, the the mesh point, holding that backside defensive end, he makes he makes the running backs' jobs a lot easier because guys have to always account for him in the head count. So like you can't crash the line of scrimmage and just take away whoever's getting the ball behind Lamar Jackson. You got to account for him first because that's the most di- dynamic and dangerous dude in the backfield. So with him back there, he makes uh, you know Gus Edwards' job easier because now Gus could just. Hit up the hole, hit the a hole, right? Square the line of scrimmage and pound it. Justice Hill can come in and be the explosive kind of change of pace back that he is, and I'm 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 really excited to see what Dalvin Cook is able to do because now he's behind a better offensive line. He's got a much better quarterback in the backfield with him, and he's going to actually be able to get carries, unlike what he was able to do in New York. So I think he's got some fresh legs, and fresh legs is typically what defenses don't like in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Agree. Now, now, Dave, you can go ahead, my bad. I no doubt. All right. Like I said, I'm gonna call this one even. In my opinion, Devil Sing- Devin Singletary has actually saved the Houston Texans season because they really had no threat of a running game at all until he took over in week eight. Yeah, he ended up with almost a thousand yards. He had 898 yards, four touchdowns. He's really run the ball well. He catches the ball well out the backfield too. You know, he saved the season because Damian Pierce, he really had a sophomore slump. He looked terrible this year. And you are, I know the Ravens, number one rushing attack. Again, we just keep on doing it no matter who's back there. Gus Edwards, 12 touchdowns. Justice Hill has really stepped his game up since Keaton Mitchell's gotten hurt. You know, they've been working well together. So, once again, and then you add Dalvin Cook into that, man. I mean, the rich get richer, just like you said, Damian. You got a good offensive line, and you know he's going to be hungry. He definitely has something to prove because he had a horrible year with the Jets. So this one, I'm going to call this one even. Okay. Go ahead, Shannon. Um, I picked the Ravens, and I'm kind of – I'm with, for the same reasons that Damon Trippy did. I mean, first of all, Gus had over 100, 800 yards, and that was him sharing, sharing the load. Then you have Justice Hill, who's been our second or third running back, sometimes depending on who was out there. He has um, close to 400 yards. Then you add Dalvin Cook, like you said, fresh legs. Who wants to see that in the playoffs right now, right? And then Lamar, whether he runs or not, like Dane said, the threat of him running, that just changes everything, and that's going to be included in a rushing game, whether you like it or not. Um, So for that reason, I'm giving it to the Ravens as well. Okay. Uh, um, 
definitely laying a rate going Ravens because like I said, uh, you know, Delvin Cook now he's going to be activated. You know, he's going to get carries. And like I said, he can kill you in the receiving game and rushing. Game. And like Damon says, behind a much better offensive line. People forget this is a guy that just had a thousand yards the last four out of six years. Once he finally got healthy mm-hmm. and got off that injury book. Then, like I said, Gus, you know, 12, 13 touchdowns, Justice Hill getting involved. And like you said, then, of course, like you said, Lamar can always kill you with, uh, you know, take scrambles and read options. So, yeah, it is definitely Ravens and, and the running back department. Mm-hmm. Mm, all right. Now we're going to go to the wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, Nico Collins and uh, <laughs> Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz. They got a couple guys injured versus Odell Beckham, Zay, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Talon Wallace, you know, um, you know, and, and Isaiah Likely, and now Andrews. So go ahead, Trippy. Who has the edge? Um, I'm gonna say us again because I feel like um, the Texans, like I know they got that tight end. What's his name? Dawson Schultz or something like Schultz. that. Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, yeah Dalton and, Schultz. And, and, yeah. Hey, and don't get me wrong, that boy Nico Collins, he tough. I wish he was on our team because yeah, if you throw it up, he gonna catch it, but. I feel like we got the advantage just because we got like a veteran old out. You know, you know how he doing the playoffs. You got rookie Zay doing his thing. Um, even Nelson Aguilar doing his thing. I mean, you got Bateman, he coming around now and the tight ends. We got Mark coming back. Even when we use Mark, I still feel like we good because we got Isaiah Lightly. And Lightly been showing up for these last couple of games when Mark been out. So I give it to them because like um, the Texans, they got a couple injuries. They don't have Tank Dell. I think they just put Noah Brown on the IR. And I forgot what was that other wide Oh, Robert Woods. I think he probably playing, but, you know, he in and out with injuries and stuff. So, I'll give the Ravens the edge on that. Mm-hmm. It's saying it's crazy because it seems like everything oh, well, like the Ravens, but <laughs> I'm just confident in my team. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Go ahead, da- go ahead Damian. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I think it's easily the Ravens, right? Like, when, when you don't have Tank Dell, who was, I think, what, 10, 8 to 10 games into the season, 700 yards, he was going to eclipse 1,300 easily if he stayed healthy. Not having him, you know, it's, it's you can double Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz is good, but he's not a he's not a game changer in terms of you got to put bodies around him. You, go, you can go one-on-one with Dalton Schultz, right? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Thinking about Odell and Zay Flowers, these guys are dynamic. Rashad Bateman, if he could just consistently catch the football, you know what I mean? Like, he could be a big play guy as well. And Isaiah likely, probably more than likely, gets majority of those starting snaps while you kind of allow and work Mark Andrews back in. But likely is a dog in himself. You know what I mean? I watched him play in person, seen him, you know, at events. This is a baller. And, and like, for me, it's just like this group is the best group that Lamar has had. So and I'm happy for it because Lamar hasn't had a whole lot of help throughout his career from a receiving position outside of just true truthfully Mark Andrews. So as much as I like the tech the, the Texas and what they've done, they're shorthanded and Lamar Jackson got a healthy group. Give me the Ravens. Well said, Damien. Go ahead, Dave. I agree with y'all, man. It's just the Ravens on this one also. Zay all the way. Zay Flowers has had the best rookie season for a wide receiver Ravens history. Odell Beckham's really came in. He's given that veteran presence. He's had a good year. Nelson Aguilar's also been really key. He's always made some big plays every game. Rashad Bateman, like you say, 
a little bit of a bust as a first-round receiver, but he's found his niche as just a possession guy. He's been playing well. I agree. I think, in my opinion, if Isaiah Lightby was really the start, you know, I think he'd be a top-10 tight end in the game. This guy can catch. He's fast. He has all the tools. I'm honestly going to be surprised if Mark Andrews plays. I like to see him out there. I just don't think he's ready. He hasn't really practiced. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for the game. And as for the Texans, Nico Collins is the main threat. If you shut him down, he pretty much got them. Dalton Schultz also, like you said, I agree he's good. But he's not really – you're not going to lose sleep over him. He's good. Robert Woods, all he does is really just – he's really just a slot guy, you know, possession guy now. And especially with Noah Brown, I don't, like you said, if we put him on IR, I don't know if he's on IR, if he's going to play. But I, I got the Ravens in this one as well. Okay. Go ahead, Shannon. I agree, Ravens. I mean, first of all, the Texans are shorthanded. So that right there alone, it's not an even playing field. Um, But then when you just look at the Ravens, like even if they decide to key in on one guy or two guys, it's still other guys who can contribute. And we've talked about it some games after, you know, this season, how Lamar was able to feed a lot of different guys. It's not just one guy eating. Everybody's touching the ball. Everybody's contributing. I don't see that being any different on Saturday. So I'm going to give that to the Ravens. Oh, yeah, Ravens as well. Like I said, even if Tank Dell was healthy, it's like the experience leans toward the Ravens. Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar, two Super Bowl champions. People, you know, that I I'm surprised none of y'all said this, but it's all good. Like, both of them have played in big games and made plays to help their team win a championship. And then Zay, who I call the Zay maker, he just out there doing his thing, uh, rookie Uh, franchise record for receiving. Um, Like I said, uh, uh, you got Tyler Wallace. He's going to be involved. Duvernay's now back. Hopefully, you know, they'll ease him in. So, yeah, you know, we got Robin Woods over there, uh, Nico Collins, who had a good year this year, Dalton Schultz. But we got Andrews likely, and then Charlie Co- Charlie Kolar slowly getting into the mix, and you know, so it's definitely the Ravens is not even close. Last one position for the offensive side, and then we'll go to defense. Offensive line matchup: the Texans O line with Laramie Tunsil and um, Tyus Howard, those guys versus the Ravens. Ronnie Stanley, you know, Tyler Lindenbaugh, Morgan Moses, uh, you know, Kevin Zeitler, John Simpson, et cetera, et cetera. So go ahead, Trippy. Once again, I'm going to go with my boys, the Ravens. I just feel like, I mean, you got – I can start from what, Ronnie. I mean, Ronnie had an up-and-down season, but I feel like as a, like the end of the season, he was doing a little better. And I feel like now we in the playoffs, he going to give it all he got. John Simpson, he was – you know what I mean? He, he played his role this year. Tyler, look at that. Second year, made the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, that speaks for itself. Kevin Zeitler – I mean, he he was snub. I felt like he should have been a Pro Bowl, but just just because like a lot of like people, you know, like the sports reporters were saying he was snub for real. That shows his play on the field. Then you got my man Morgan Moses had a little up and down, but I think he had a little shoulder injury. But I feel like playoff time now, they just gonna give it all they got. And then I believe the Texans they had like a couple offensive linemen hurt for real, for real. So I give my Ravens the mm-hmm. edge. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, like this was a little tougher for me, like, but I gotta go with the Ravens mainly because 
that that offensive line to me, for one, is healthier, more cohesive. They're also a lot, lot more veterans on this O-line. Guys have been playing in the league and playing together a lot longer where I look at the Texans situation in terms of like which offensive line has the harder matchup, it's the Texans O-line. You know what I mean? They have the more difficult matchup dealing with Justin Medewike and dealing with, you know, Pierce on the, on the D line and, and this, this rotation of guys that can get after the quarterback, all the different looks that they're going to see from, from McDonald, uh, McDonald. Uh, yeah, no, I, I lean right into the, to the Ravens. I think they're going to be able to protect Lamar better as well as move the ball in the run game. Cause I remember correctly, that D line for the Houston Texans does give up a lot of leeway in the run game. You can get a push on it. You can generate some vertical, some vertical action from the line of scrimmage. And I think the, the Ravens will be able to lean on that. Damien, go ahead, Dave. This was also Baltimore. Ravens number two offensive line in the PFF. Man, they've been doing a great job keeping Lamar clean. Once again, nothing happens. You want to be MVP without a great offensive line. You know, they, they got to keep it clean. Number one rushing up attack. So, I mean, you know, that pretty much speaks for itself. Houston has a pretty good offensive line. Laramie Tunsil, he's a star in, in the making. I mean, you know, he's already been a star. But this is the Ravens. I mean, you know, we got this, man. I mean, Tyler in the bomb, all pro already. Give him on second season. Well said, Dave. Go Shannon. Yeah, I'm echoing what everybody else is saying, the Ravens. Um, you know, for me, like, you know, we've dealt with a lot of injuries on the offensive line this year as well. And it was never really no fall off. We felt like, oh, my goodness, so-and-so is out. So what are we going to do? Um, one of the biggest things we wanted to be fixed in the offseason was the offensive line. And I feel like John Harbaugh and his staff usually do a pretty good job with picking the right guys. Um, and and honestly, we haven't had Lamar for the past two years. And a lot of people said it happened when he was in the pocket, right? So you put that on the offensive line. The fact that Lamar was able to finish this season and have one of his best seasons and probably win MVPs, number two, second MVP, like, yeah, I definitely got to give that to the Ravens. And Tunsil is a beast. Like, we all know what he's, at, you know, what, how we look at him. That's no disrespect to him. But like like Dane said, thinking about a cohesive group, I'm going to give that to the Ravens. Yeah, yeah it's funny that we, we supposed to originally draft Lamar Lerman Tunsil. I know everybody knows the story. He, that bong situation made uh, made Ozzy turn away from it and end up getting Ronnie. So that was just funny. But uh, we definitely got the edge. Like I said, uh, we got we got more depth. Like how Ben Cleveland came in when Zeitler wasn't what you know, was injured. Still, you know, not a beat. He played well. Same thing when um, times that Farley had to come in for either Stanley or Moses. He played well. Uh, Patrick McCarry from time to time when he came in, he he held the fort down. Same with Sam Mustafer and all these other guys. So definitely, we have more depth there. And like I said, the guys had a week off the relax for basically almost two weeks. Uh, Houston, um, I was like I said, Laramie Tunsil, King and Green, uh, Juice Shrugs, uh, the rookie. And like I said, Titus Howard, they, they, you know, they, yeah, 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 him too. Um, so they've been a little, you know, they've been a little beat up. So luckily, Stroud get the ball out of his hands quick. But yeah, the edge is definitely good for the Ravens, like I said, because of the starting five and the, and the guys that can come in. And, and, you know, and fill in, and there's no huge drop-off. All right, now we're going on to the defense. We're going to go interior D-line. We play a 3-4. Houston's a 4-3 team, so it'll be a little different. But um, who has the edge in that department right there, Trip? Well, on the D-line, I feel like we got the advantage because you got, what, Kyle Van Noy, 
You feel me? You know, he used to play for the Patriots, so he already know how it is. And, you know what I mean? You know, the playoffs. You got Clowney doing his thing this year. Oway stepping in, you feel me, doing his thing. I mean, even, uh, what's his name? Michael Pierce. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he might not be big on the stat board, but, I mean, people out there double-teaming him, so he doing something, then you can't speak. You can't even forget about Justin Matabike. Boy, been balling all year. Thir- what, 13 and a half sacks this year? So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's gonna be, you know what I mean, tough for them boys out there. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Texans do got some linemen that's out there, but I don't. I think we just got the more the better advantage for real, for real. Based on the spurs, and you know what I mean, the vets and stuff like that. So yeah. Well said, Trip. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, I think this one's real easy. It's the Ravens. Uh the, the interior D line is where the Houston Texans are kind of weak at on their on their defensive line. Whereas more their strength is more on the edge with, with you know with Will Anderson Jr. and those guys like the interior D line, you can move them, you can get the, the the push in the in the run game. I think with the the amount of bodies that y'all rotate, man, Travis Jones, who you know, I mean, I saw him down at the Senior Bowl, you know, ahead of his rookie year, big, athletic, physical guy. That he's just a rotational piece. He's not even like somebody that has to play the entire game because you have such a, a a an abundance of depth at the defensive line position, man. Like it, it's got to be the Ravens, like. They can stop the run, but now you with Justin Medebuke, Travis Jones, the different guys you have, you can also rush the passer from the interior as well. And that's when things change on the defensive line. It's not just the edge rushes you got to stop, but the quickest way to the quarterback is right up the middle. Well said, Damien. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, man, this is the Ravens by a mile. I mean, a country mile. Come on, man. Number one in sacks. You got to – I mean, they're the best, right? Come on now, Triple Crown. Come on now, Houston. They got holes in their D-line. They got they like Swiss cheese. They got holes everywhere, man. They get ran, up, ran through. Well, they're just good on the ends. Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard, that's really the best player they got. Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, man. Come on, man. Man, they, they, they get ran over. I mean, we have five guys with at least five sacks. Jadavian Clowney had his best season, nine and a half. Matt of BK 13, going back up the Brinks truck for him. We ain't going to let him go. I mean, Michael Pierce, come on now. We, we got this all the way also had a career year. So this is the Ravens by a mile all day. Well said, Dave. Go ahead, Shannon. I picked the Ravens as well. And the one thing I wrote down was just sex, pass rushing ability. To me, that's what separates the two. Um, like you guys said, Will Anderson. I think they got one with him. Um, but when it comes to a group of guys, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Texas D-line's not too shabby. You got Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, you know, from Florida. Uh, he's their leading sack guy, like 12, 13 sacks. Um, Malik Collins, and, and, and you know, like like Damon said, he's been getting, you know, getting washed out of there a little bit. That's why they give up a little bit of rushing yards. And then they got Derek Barnett that can come in. So they have a Pretty okay D line, but our D line is probably one of the better D lines right now. Yeah, it's a meta BK. Uh, like they said, he's gonna get paid this offseason and it's gonna be by us. Uh, Travis Jones has been playing steady, Michael Purse has been doing his thing, balling quietly. Like Trippy said, he don't got all the numbers, but when you play that nose tackle one position on top of the ball, you're not gonna get a lot of, lot of statistical loves, but he's doing a lot of dirty work, pitching the pocket. 
Uh, Brent Urban is coming in doing his thing, you know, making plays when he can't get in the sack or two here, block passes. Uh, and like, and like um, Damian just said, Travis Jones. And then Tavares to, to, uh, to Robinson came in and, you know, gets giving us a little rotational guy down there. So it's definitely us by a landslide. Like I said, we're lead, the league in sack, so it's name close. All right, so we're going to go linebackers, inside linebackers, and outside linebackers all in one. So who has the edge, Trip? Man, you already know. All pro, bro. All pro PQ. Them boys been balling all year. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go with the Ravens. The linebacker core. I, to be honest with you, like I know football, but I don't even really know like who even is the Texans linebacker. I think I know. I think they got. What, I can you. I can you a couple names: Denzel Perryman, Christian Harris, Blake Cashman. They just starting linebackers. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're better than the Ravens. So. <laughs> Not even close. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, it's it's Baltimore, man. When you when you have two. Dudes are Roquan Smith and Patrick Quinn playing at the level that they're playing at is is very difficult. Don't get me wrong, Blake Cash has played well this year. Christian Harris is starting to come along because that was kind of a raw rookie, really athletic. He's similar to Patrick Queen in terms of athletic profile, build, stuff like that. But he was from a visual standpoint, processing, using his eyes. Like he had to develop in that way. He was more of a see ball, get ball type of backer, but he's young and he's growing. But man, you got two absolute studs on the ba- on that second level. Guys who could cover man to man, they can drop off in zone, and they're heavy hitters in the run game. Yeah, nah, it's the Ravens. Go said Damien. Go ahead, Dave. If you do not have two all pro pro bowl linebackers, you're not better than us. Ravens all day. These guys go together. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, they go good together, just like half and half lemonade. Once I see one lemonade, they go good together. Just making plays. Kyle Van Noy, good job. I need another. I'm going to keep saying that. I need y'all to sign him for a couple more years because he is balling. And for Houston, they're, they're pretty good. Christian Harris, he, he had a pick six last week. But, you know, he, he, he can still get picked on. You know, like I said, like you just said, Damon, he's still processing. So, See, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. He's not there yet. And he's going against, you know, our offense, you're in a whole heap of trouble. Denzel Perryman, I think his best game, you know, days have been behind him. You know, he's, he's, he's all right. He's still good. I think he's more of a name now these days than what he has been. And Blake Cashman, he, he's been pretty good. But it's the Ravens. Come on, man. We got all pros in the middle. Well said, Dave. Go ahead, Shannon. I agree with everybody else, the Ravens. Um, I've said all season, anytime you have two guys like that in the middle, it's gonna make it's gonna put you above a lot of other teams. Um, now they're both all pros and Patrick Queen is gonna get paid. It might not be from the Ravens, but he's definitely gonna get paid. So I'm giving that to the Ravens. Oh, the edge definitely the Ravens. Like I said, the three guys I just named for the Texas wouldn't even start for us. So that's a clear, that's a clear cut dry answer right there. Like, you know. Like I said, uh, Patrick Queen, who I've been critical of, that all y'all notice, he's playing pretty good ball. He's definitely gonna get paid. Uh, all pro row, you know. What I mean, the guy's been a beast since Georgia. Clowny and Van Noy both combined for 19 sacks, so you know they're doing their thing. Hopefully, we can keep those guys back because Ty's Bowles. I don't know what's going on with your man Trip. Mike, I call him because yeah, he, he he's stealing money right now. But anyway, I think uh, he's done. I think yeah, he's done. yeah. I, I, 
Probably so. But anyway, um, uh, Trenton Simpson, another guy. You saw what he could do against Pittsburgh. When given a chance, he can come out there and ball, man. So that right there made Eric made to save Eric DeCosta a little bit of money in the offseason, like we were talking about Tuesday. So if PQ price tag a little too high, he might say, hey, man, I want you. I love you. But I got this kid here for, I, that can do the same thing you're doing for 30 cents on a dollar. You know how I go. But um, yeah, it, it's it, it's us, and it's not even close. Like the Texans have three guys, and that's it. And the rest is just dog shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just, I'm just calling it how it is. All right, uh, let's go uh, secondary. We're gonna go corners and safeties together. Uh, who got the edge, Trip? Mm, Ravens got the edge. I mean, you got uh, well, I think Marlo Marlo not playing, but I still feel like we got the edge because. Darby been balling yeah, this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Arthur Millett been balling this year. And we picked them up like, you know what I mean? Like other teams weren't even trying to get them. We picked them up and they been playing good. Uh, even uh, Brandon Stevens, he been yes, showing sir. up. You know, a lot of Raven fans was kind of, you know, a little, you know, a little down. I was one of them. I was one of them. I was one of them. I was still, I was still high on them because I just – it's just something about his gang. Like he all like no matter what, he plays safety, he played corner, he's just always, you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. then you got what Marcus Williams, he was kind of hurt a little down the stretch, but now you can see him starting to get back to himself. You got Kyle Hamilton, another one, second year, Pro Bowl, you feel me? Um and all pro. Got, oh yeah, and all pro. My bad. My bad, Kyle, if you listen to this. <laughs> um <laughs> and don't forget about Geno Stone. Like that boy's yes, been sir. balling. Like, I don't know if he's still leading the league in picks, but I mean He lead the AFC. Up. Just but Deron Bland lead the league. He lead the AFC. Oh, in okay, picks. okay, okay. Hey, that, and guess what? That's still good. You feel me? Like the you know what I mean? You come in, you do your job, and I feel like he gonna have I feel like he's gonna have a big playoff. Uh Playoffs for him, so yeah, Geno Stone, Ravens secondary over the uh, oh, I think who the, who the Texans got? They got, I know they got uh, Stingley, Jalen Petrie, yeah, Jalen Petrie, the safety from Baylor, uh, Kareem Jackson, Steven Nelson, yeah, all those guys like that, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are, but I don't feel like they better than our secondary, not even trying to be like a casual or homer for real, just being honest for real. I just feel like. Our secondary been balling all year, and they just gonna keep balling in the playoffs. Oh, and Jimmy Ward from the Niners. I don't know if he hurt or not, but yeah, they, no, he, he, I think he hurt. Yeah, he out for season. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, go ahead, Damon. Yeah, I mean, this was probably out of all the position groups, this was the toughest one for me because <clears throat> that Texas secondary is, is talented. But the edge got to go to Baltimore because of the safeties. Like Petrie's really good. Love him. Bingley is like everybody who the sauce garden and stuff like you're not playing man to man dog I'm sorry like you know what I mean straight cover three zone back to the sideline you got deep thirds Stingley can go man to man with any receiver in the league like he's that talented he's healthy now in a system that actually lets him play man to man in quarters so you're seeing that from him uh Darby's play I mean Nelson's played well they got Desmond King in the slot but the problem yeah. is that free safety spot is kind of an iffy thing for me where I look at the Ravens, you got Williams, Stone, and when you go to those nickel and dime situations, you got three safeties on the field because Kyle Hamilton walks into the nickel and he becomes a big DB. I watched him on tape against the Bengals. I watched him lock down Jamar Chase one-on-one. Like, this is a different dude 
in terms of he's already in that elite tier of safeties. You know what I mean? And he doesn't yeah. have to be the Ed Reed, the 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 Sean Taylors, those like super athletic guys that are playing on the roof, single high, sideline to sideline range. Like this is a different cat because he can cover so many different areas of the defense and make so many different plays. So for me, it is the Ravens. It was tight, but looking at the safety situation, y'all can go three deep at safety and all of them can make plays. From Marcus Williams, Geno Stone, we know what Kyle Hamilton can do. Where for me, the safety situation for Houston is where they lose that battle. It's only Jalen Petrie that I really truly trust in that secondary in the back end. The other guys I'm a little iffy on. Well said, Damon. Well, I'm going to say for corners, I'm actually going to give the corners to Houston just because we don't have Marlon Humphrey this week. You know, like you just said, Derek Stingley, this this dude is Pro Bowl caliber. He's really good. Steven Nelson, you know, he had a pick six last week also. He's tough. You know, like I said, their safeties, Petrie is good, but they got a guy back there named Houston Carson. He's not yeah, he, he so that that's that's the guy you gotta pick on right there. And for our guys, Brandon, I mean Stevens, he played very well. Ronald Darby has filled in very well, but, but you know Marlon Humphrey's missed quite a bit of time, and Darby has been solid. And our safeties, we already know we probably have the best safety tandem or one of them in the league. Kyle Hamilton, you already know elite already. Like we just been saying, Geno Stone. In my opinion, he should he got enough from the Pro Bowl as well because he made a lot of plays for us. So Marcus Williams also, and also my, Arthur Millette's done a very good job also, and we needed him. We're gonna need him in this game without Humphrey because you know, they're going they're going to try to throw the ball a lot. So, but I think I'm still going to give Baltimore the edge, but it's it's really close in this one. Go ahead, Shannon. Yeah, I agree. Um, this was also one that I kind of went back and forth about. Um, because like Trip even saying, I don't want didn't want to sound like a homer doing this episode. Um, but it is what it is when you just think about the facts for what it is. And for me, Kyle Hamilton just sets it apart. Um, when we gave out um the team awards on Tuesday, I picked him to be my MVP for the defense, and Damian explained why perfectly. Like he's just a difference maker. Um, we've we've dealt with injuries all season. I understand not having Marla Humphrey will you know be a loss. But like like Dave said, we haven't had him throughout the season. I think I saw the day he missed eight games this season. And the secondary really never missed a beat. Like the offensive line, like the running backs, it didn't matter who came in and who was in and who was out. Guys were performing. So I feel like everybody is focused. And on on Saturday, you're going to see like that's they're going to be the better um, secondary. Uh, well said by everybody. Well said, Shannon. I'm definitely going to lean towards us like Damon said because of the safeties. Like I said, Stingley can play. Petrie is pretty good. Uh, you know, Desmond King, and they got Kareem Jackson, too. They brought him back, you know, uh, to make Ryan's head to go get his old teammate back. But like you said, DeAndre, uh, um, Houston Carter, whatever the hell his name is, um, then we cut him. He was on our practice stuff. We cut him. We got him out of there. So if y'all got him back there, he's definitely going to be a lot of building. Like I said, Arthur Bullett, like uh, Trippie said, he stepped up. The former Steeler playing well. Uh, you know, Robbie, Ronald Darby off of ACL coming on there locking guys down. Stevens, he looking like Chris McCallis out there with that 21 this year where he's been playing ball. 
Yeah. Um, need a little bit more out of Rockerson. I think he'll play better this go around because the Texas receivers are a little banged up, so that'll help his confidence. And same with um, Jalen Armand Davis. And then we got Darius Washington coming back. That's going to help us more. Um, you know, and also you got Daryl Wally that can come in, you know, anytime somebody, you know, he needs a blow. He could play corner or safety. But like you said, Damian, uh, Kyle Hamilton, Geno Stone, and Marcus Williams is, is you know, better safety combo than them three. So it's definitely the Ravens. Uh, last one. Then we're going to go into some other stuff. Special teams. Uh, this is probably going to be too easy. Go ahead, kick. Who got the edge? Um, I mean, of course, we got the best kick in the league. You feel me? Probably go down as the best kick in history, NFL history. Justin Tucker. Um, special team, we got what Duvernay coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure he, pretty sure he gonna show something. He he been out for a while, and then punt return. Oh, my bad, not punt return. Um, special teams. I just feel like we got the better. I mean, Hallball, he has special teams coach, so I feel like we just got the better team. No special teams. Yeah. Well said. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, I mean, it's the Ravens. You got one of the greatest kickers of all time, a guy that you can trust from 50, 60, 65. Like, and you know what I mean, where Fairburn is – I mean, he also kicks in the dome. He's not the most reliable. He's a little inconsistent at times. This this game is outside. I'm trusting the Ravens special team, a team that plays in these elements. If it gets ugly, if it gets muddy, if it's cold, if it snows, these guys know they're used to it. Typically, dome teams don't travel well to outside elements. So I'm going with the Ravens. Well said, Damien. Go ahead, Dave. You know, like I said, I'm also going Ravens. You know, Tucker, one of the best to do it. Jordan Stout. He's been he's got lead, he's got Teflon in that that cleat, man. He's been kicking the ball like 50, 60 yards apart when we need him really change the field position. Duvernay, he's gonna be ready to play when we put him in. And for them, Fairbairn, I don't trust him. You know, I don't think he's ever kicked in the playoffs either. You know what I'm saying? I think Houston Carson's their punt return. He ain't he's not all that good. So Ravens got this one as well. Go ahead, Shannon. Y'all keep it short, Ravens, for all the reasons you guys said. <laughs> right. Uh, me, Ravens, because of these names, John Harbaugh, Jordan Stout, Justin Tucker. That's simple, Ravens. All right, here's our next topic. All right, because um, the 2011 season, the Ravens had beat the Texans in the regular season, 29-14, and then turned around played them again in the divisional round and beat them 20-13. It's it's saying like history repeats itself. We played in week one. Um, we beat them twenty five to nine, which we'll talk about in a few topics. And now we're playing them again in the division round. So, um, Damon, you can chime in if you want, but you know it's more so for the us uh, so the Raven fans up here. So, kick them. Start with you. Uh, uh, what was your memory of that two thousand eleven um, division round playoff game versus the Texans? You said the two thousand eleven. That's when we won the Super Bowl, right? No, that was the oh, next year. Know. This is the this this is the year Lee Evans had dropped the ball, well got stripped, whatever you want to call it. Butterfingers. Oh yeah. yeah. I think I remember that. Well that's what And we talked to a, a Patriot or old Patriots fan. I don't know if he liked them anymore. He probably was cheering <laughs> that day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just, just give me some yeah, brief memories crazy. you remember from that game. That's crazy. Um 
If I'm not mistaken, I think Jacoby Jones fumbled or something like that. I want to say yes. Uh, yeah, he fumbled a punt return to Houston guy. That's how they got their first touchdown. Yep. Yeah, other than that, I, I ain't gonna lie. I can't really remember nothing from that game. I'd be lying if I say I did, man. That's, that's probably a game I forgot. <laughs> uh, I remember that Jacoby Jones fumble, though. I remember that, though. Yeah, yeah, that's how they got their first touchdown. You're right on that one. All right, go ahead, Dave. I just remember, you know, let's play off Flacco, you know. You know, Flacco, you know, he kind of coasts throughout the season. And the playoffs, he just makes them big throws. You know, Toy Smith caught a couple of passes. Dennis Pitta. So I just remember playoff Flacco. That's 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 when you know we, when you, you know he really started coming up. You know, when we really started counting on Flacco to you know take this to where we need to go. And of course, you know Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, just the defense was just dominant. Come on, man, Ravens defense. That's when we was really known as the Ravens defense. Bar Scott. Adelius Thomas, come on now. I mean, you know, Chris McAllister, we were shutting them down, them man. Two, so. them oh, and okay, I was gonna say, you know, them three wasn't there, but I get, I think you're saying, I think you're talking about historically, but I got you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Story, I'm gonna stand historically, you know, got you, got I got you, Dave. Go ahead, Shannon. Um, what I remember about that game is it being a lot closer than I hoped it would be. Um, mm-hmm. Ladarius Webb had a good day. I think he might have had two interceptions. Um, we kind of scored early off that. The offense was struggling. Yeah, one. Really, yeah, really, one. Yeah, one. Yeah, one. And Avery had the other one. Remember to close the game. Well, what I do remember was Avery calling out Joe Flacco after that game. Um, he said yeah. that Joe Flacco looked flustered and Joe Flacco didn't seem to have a no. hold on the offense. It's scared. Remember, they kept saying on NFL Network, he said he looked scared. That's what they kept asking Flacco on NFL Network the whole week. Yeah, yeah that what I'm saying. That's that's what I remember. But then the next week we went to we went to New England and Flacco had a hell of a game. So that's what I remember. No right uh yeah, the every pick to win it for sure. I remember that because, like I said, Houston was driving. Arian Foster was getting some good runs. Andre Johnson actually had 100 yards. Like I remember because he was cooking Kerry Williams. Then like I said, every came John on the spot. Uh, Flacco, man, him and Anquan Bolton, man, that was the start of their postseason hookup. That game right there, Bolton came to life in the fourth quarter. You know, got a touchdown. Moved, the, you know, kept the chains going. Of course, Ray Rice, you know, his screen plays got us down on the field. But like I said, that was a really tight game. Like I said, came out of every getting the pick. But yeah, you know, it was it was definitely a, a great memory as far as that. Like I said, history repeats itself. It'd be the same outcome. Huh. All right. All right. Next topic. Uh, Here's our next topic. All right. Will Mark Andrews play? And what impact will he have if he does play? Go ahead, Trip. Um mm, I'm kind of 50-50 with this. I don't know if he's gonna play or not, but if he did, mm, kind of stuck between this because I don't I mean I know that's Lamar's favorite like security blanket, you know what I mean? But I mean, if he play, I feel like he'll still probably play a big role because, like, he could be a decoy for real. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. even throw him the ball, you know, somebody, somebody still gotta like watch him. You feel me? Cover him for real, for real. So, I mean, it could go either way for real. I mean, I ain't gonna say no, no, no. My bad. I ain't even gonna say either way. I feel like he can have a big part in the game. Even him getting no catches, I still feel like 
he could be able to open up different stuff for like the wide receivers. You feel me? Even if he just sit in the middle of the field and just sit right there, he ain't got to do nothing else. Just keep, you know what I mean? Somebody double team or whatever. I feel like he gonna have a big game. But if he don't play though, I still feel like we still be good without him. At least I know he's been practicing for these last, you know what I mean, two weeks. You never know. We win this game, AFC Championship. I'm pretty sure he'll be back. Ready to rock and roll. Well said. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Damien. That's well said, Troy. Yeah, if he um if Andrews does play, I think the impact he'll have is be more so in striking territory, talking about getting to the high red zone. Be like whether it's as a decoy, like Trip was saying, where you bring them in, they know okay, we gotta keep eyes on them because this is in scoring territory, or he's actually going to be somebody that they feature in that area. You don't want him coming off the of a foot, lower body injury like that. I don't want him too much in the run game because you gotta run your feet, all that stuff like that. Like dig your feet into the turf. Nah, I'm good on that. You know what I mean? Go ahead and get him into the seam routes. Keep it, keep it one directional type of movement too. Don't have him doing a bunch of cuts and pivots and stuff like that just play action seam ball right up the middle one-on-one with this one of the safety whether it's petrie hudson carson or whatever like i think that's a, if, if we get an impact from them i think it'll be more so like that like in the red zone striking territory things of that nature use them as a decoy probably trying to see if they how they handle it like if you motion them out to like a three by one set see who flows with them just trying to test the defense and use them as a coverage indicator Nine times out of ten, if he is, I think he's going to be more so of a red zone threat. But he try to get points on the board and use him to get points on the board. Uh, well said, Namie. Uh, go ahead, Dave. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he's going to play because, you know, first of all, this is a playoff game, you know. So I think that they would have said by now it's Thursday and the game is in two days. They would have said by now, hey, Mark Andrews is going to be there. He's back. He's ready. He looked good. So with them kind of saying questionable, I don't think he'll play. If he does, it'll be limited. You know, I think more of a decoy. So I, I don't think we'll have too much of an impact. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, Shannon. Um, I actually agree with Dave. Um, when I first heard that he was back practicing, I was like, oh, he's probably gonna play. But he really wasn't a full persistent all week long. He just started being a full persistent, I think, yesterday. And then um, after he spoke to the media, I just didn't, he didn't sound so, too confident himself. Like he was saying, we just day to day, we're going to see this, that, and the third. I just feel like it's not worth chancing it, having him out there. Um, we've been doing well without him playing these past couple of weeks. If he is, you know, okay enough to play, I would say, you know, sit him. Sit him and let him have a full week of practice next week if we win. And then you play in the AFC Championship. If we lose, then you can just go on and continue to rehab and not make your situation any worse than what it may be. Because, like, for all the reasons that Dame said, I, I don't – the only impact I can really see him having is, like, in the red zone. You know, you don't want to get him out there and, and get him hurt even more. It, it's, we're not in dire need of him at this moment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't see it, see it being worth it to put him out there considering – and when he said that his injury was, like, similar to what T.O. was dealing with – I, I just don't I don't see it right now. Well said so to me, uh I think I don't think he'll play either because like I said, it's just you know, it's kind of soon. Uh if he does, I think they'll basically red zone here and there, 
flex him out more the way he won't be in line, like Damian said, blocking the guy, get underneath, nobody pass, nobody can roll underneath him or anything like that. Because it gets it gets dirty when you're in line blocking as a tight end. It gets real physical, it gets nasty. Don't need nobody rolling up on his ankle. So if we do start likely, keep playing cola like you've been doing a spot play and bring him in here and then give him a catch or two just to get him to flow and get him out of there. Like he should not be playing majority of the snaps. Like I say, he just he ain't played football in, in months. Since since uh, October, so yeah, uh, you gotta let him, you gotta slow walk him back into the game. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, how would a Ravens defense attack the Texans offense? I messed up on the last part. Forgive me. Go ahead, Trip. You first. Um, I feel like they're gonna try to. Well, I ain't gonna say rattle because I mean C.J. Stroud like. He definitely poisoned that pocket, but I just feel like mm-hmm. every opportunity we get, we just gonna hit him. You feel me? Like make him feel mm-hmm. it, though. Like that next play, he might be a little hesitant what he wanna do. You feel me? Um, cause I believe week twelve we was getting pressure on. I think we got like what five sacks if I'm not mistaken, like that. But we ain't he ain't he ain't, he ain't throw no interception or nothing like that. So I feel like we need to try to get him off his get him off his game plan and try to, you know what I mean? Plus, y'all know Mike, my man, Mike McDonald, so I'm pretty sure Mike going to dial it up over there. So Mike might have Arthur Millette coming off the end, Kyle Hamilton, you feel me, something like that. I'm pretty sure he going to dial it up. Okay. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, I, I think the Ravens defense is going to show him a lot of simulated pressures. You know what I mean? Crowd the line of scrimmage. Show him it's all we, we scouting. We always talk about when we're watching quarterbacks. It's about showing them one picture pre snap and showing them another picture post snap, right? We want them to think, yeah, you in Hawaii on the beach, and the next thing you know, you in hell, right? That's what we want a quarterback to think and feel like post snap, where you're showing him, <coughs> you're showing him simulated pressure. You're showing, hey, we're bringing eight guys, we're bringing seven guys, but in actuality, we got the A gaps mugged up, but we're dropping. Everybody back, we're, you know what I mean. We're only rushing three. We're dropping eight. You know what I mean, and different things like that. You want to get because at the end of the day, CJ's still a rookie, so you want to get into his head and get into his head early to try and force those mistakes. This is a poised, very motivated young man. You know what I mean, and it's like it's not going to be easy to rattle him. But if you start like like Trip said, you hit him, hit him early, hit him often, right? Start making him kind of flinch and feel. Like bodies around them when bodies aren't around them. So same thing. I mean, you go back to last Saturday when uh Spags called that it showed cover one, rotated the cover two. So they started cover two, rotated the cover one, went back cover two against Tua, and then picked them off. It's like those are the type of things you got to do to a quarterback that is going to want to play from the pocket and force CJ to double clutch, take away Nico Collins. I think that when you start doing that with no without Tank Dell. I don't trust any of those other weapons. I trust Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and then when those guys are there, I really do trust Dalton Schultz. But without those guys being able to go off and stress that defense vertically, yeah, no, I think they're going to try and get in this head early and force a lot of mistakes. Well said, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. I agree. You got to you got to make C.J. Stroud uncomfortable, but. In my opinion, the only thing that the Ravens defense has had a little bit of problem with from time to time is stopping the run. you got to slow down Devin Singletary. Like I say, he's been running the ball well. That's the key. 
You know, I'm not even worried about the, you know, the deep. I mean, uh, you know, the secondary, the secondary has been playing well, and the D line's been doing what they do with the pass rush. So we're going to get pressure on them. I think it's going to be the same thing as the first game. We're going to get in there on them, you know, make them uncomfortable, and he's going to throw the ball to us a couple of times. You know, yeah, you coming to M and T. You know, you did a nice little dome last week. It was comfortable, nice and. 70 degrees, you're coming out here, it's going to be brick outside, man. It's going to be 20 degrees. Good luck with that. And, you know, it's going to be like, look, the D-line's going to be like old school Wu-Tang. It's going to be 100 men rushing in. Not one of them is sober. We're coming in there, going to get them. We're going to hit them a couple times. You're going to have to think about it. So, we're just going to have to make them uncomfortable. Well said, Dave. Wait, Shannon. Yeah, I pretty much said the same thing. Um, confuse CJ, you know, show him different looks. And if you can on Nico, which I think they can do that with the guys in the back, you don't even need a whole lot of guys to do that. Then they can really stop the run and you really just affect their offense. And kind of what we've seen happen throughout the season when we've played teams that we expected their offense to do particular things against us and they couldn't, I think we're going to see something similar to that on Saturday. I agree. I think we're going to do the same thing we did to Brock Purdy. We're going to take away his best option. We're going to bring, we're going to bring, we're going to bring the noise. We're going to, you know, have both middle linebackers. Sean Blitz is dropping out. He's thinking the middle of the field going to be open. No, somebody right there. Like Tripp said, we're going to send Altamalet out the edge, you know, send Cal Hamilton. And then we're going to twist and stunt the D line. Like Justin Metabeek gave been killing with those, with those, with those defensive tackle stunts. You know, we're going we're gonna to play a game with the Texas O-line. Which way we come, who twists, who's going? Yeah, so – and then we got fresh legs. Like I said, clowning them guys come in, and you got Calvin Noy, and now you got O-way balling. You know, so it, it's just – you know, CJ's going to be getting himself off the turf a lot, and it's cold. So, you know, that might get to him a little bit. And I think this time we will pick him off at least twice. Yeah, yeah. I think Mike McDonald going to have Bob's uh, – uh, what's on uh, uh, Slewick? I think he's gonna have him in the, in the frenzy all day long. So, yeah, uh, Mike McDonald, he, he got a good game plan prepared. All right, now to flip it to the other side, how will the Ravens offense tech, uh, attack the Raven? I mean, the Texas defense? Go ahead, Trip. Hold on, my bad. Say it again. No, I basically flipped it. How will the Ravens offense attack the Texas oh, defense? Um, I feel like just like. It's like every week you hear from Todd Munkin, it just feel like he just keep installing, like, different stuff. Like, if you wouldn't, like, consider installing, I'm just saying, like, just letting, like, Lamar just be more free with the offense. And, like, I hate to compare 2019, but, you know, some fans, oh, it's, you know, the rest. But I just feel like the difference between the 19 team and this team is, like, with the offense, I feel like the offense can adjust. You feel me? Like, they can adjust the – Whatever's going wrong, it ain't just like, oh, we just gonna stick to this thing. Like they can really do different things to open up the offense. And I feel like they just gonna like I feel like they're gonna run the ball. They probably start off running the ball and they probably just start and it out, like and it out. Like I think I mean I'm I might be tripping right now, but I think Lamar might give us a five piece special in the playoffs. Jackson five. I like that, King. I like that. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, man, I'm expecting the the Ravens to feature that run game, right? Test that interior defensive line, and then this this is the type of game when it's cold out. It's, it's a man's game. You want to see if really who's tough enough to be out there. 
and be out there for four quarters because you can come out there hype. Like we always talk about, like emotion only lasts for so long in the football game. You can come up hype mm-hmm. and really amped out of the locker room. But how do you feel tackling Gus Edwards into the second quarter? How do you feel tackling him into the third quarter? You know what I mean? How do you feel trying to contain Lamar Jackson come to the top of the fourth quarter? Is It's a different ball game, especially when it is going to be 20 degrees outside and you're not in the comfort of an air-conditioned dome. It's a different ball game. So I think for me that, that run game is going to be pivotal. Get that, get going downhill and really kind of punch them in the mouth and see how they respond, right? Because that defense, well, they're, they're, they are physical. They're well-coached. But again, everybody has an answer until they're hit. So how do they respond when they're hit? And that's going to be the biggest thing. So set that tone early, and then of course the motion stuff. Get get Zay Flowers going in the in the pre snap motion game into the flats. Give him the ball in space. Let him put those guys in conflict, right? And then when you really need that big play as well, you look at him whether it's in the slot or you look at OBJ. I think that this is going to be a complete type of game plan from them, but it's going to start with that run game. They're going to want to dominate the line of scrimmage, reset it, and really see what these guys are made of. Because, like I said, it's a different ball game going to, you know, hosting a playoff game where there's nothing, there's nothing going on. But when you go on the road and you go from being in a dome, like I think it was, sorry, Shannon, when I mentioned this, Peyton Manning mm-hmm. wasn't that great when he went on the road early in his career. You know Come what I mean? On. Like, well, you took him out to Indianapolis Dome and he had to go to New England and he had to go to the, in Pittsburgh and different stuff like that. It was like, all right, yeah, it's different. And when those guys hit you two seconds after you throw, those hits add up. You feel that going into the halftime. So I think that's going to be the big thing is that this team is going to play physical and see what the Houston Texans will bring back as a counter. And I don't know if they have the level of physicality to match Baltimore. Go ahead, I'm David. I agree. Like like you just said, man. Well, I think we're just gonna be more physical. Ravens definitely have to run the ball well this game because that's the Texas weakness. You gotta run the ball on them. We're gonna throw the ball too. But like I said, the offense has just been great, man. Nobody we're the number six ranked offense in the league. No, we just put up fifty-six points against Miami, and Miami had a better defense than Houston, in my opinion. So I think I think it's gonna be business as usual, man. We're gonna do what we want, but we want Lamar Jackson first team, all pro, off, you know, quarterback, MVP is gonna win number two for a reason. We're gonna do what we want on him, man. And we at home. So, you know, the crowd, that's gonna be a factor too. I mean, it's gonna be rocking in the bank, man. Come on now, big bank, take little bank, like I said earlier, man. We got this. Well said, David. Go ahead, Shannon. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what, what you guys said. I mean, it makes sense to establish the run. We've already talked about um, a weakness on with the Texans in their defense, so it makes sense to go there. But I also think that over the weeks we've seen the passing game evolve, and I feel like they're definitely going to want to showcase that as well. Um, and if we can get the passing game going early and get down the field and score, then we can get an early lead. It changes everything. So I think we're going to start with trying to run the ball, pass the ball, you know, to get an early lead and then get back to running the ball. Because like you said, Dane, once you start getting late in the game, it's like, okay, do I, do I want, and, and it's cold outside. Do I really want to tackle? Do I, you know what I mean? So I think that's going to be their, their uh, way of going about the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. The piggyback already I said, like, I think our offensive line is going to take point to control the game. Cause like you said, we, we're just going to, I think we're going to come out and test their heart. We're going to run the football at them. 
see who really wants to be on Dan Tackle. You know, uh, we want to make sure uh, Will Anderson and, and John DeGrin are uh, accounted for. You know, and then, you know, Derek Stanley got to make a decision. Who do I got? Do I got Zay Flowers? Do I got Odell Beckham? Do I got Rashard Bateman? You know, and then, like I said, got Aguilar that can kill you. He's going to kill the Texans third and fourth receiver out there. So we're basically going to run the ball like them, you know, see what they made of. And once they went and put nine, ten in the box like they tried doing years past, you know, you're going to get hit for 60, 70-yard touchdowns. Because, like I said, this ain't the same Lamar. He's really grown into a legit pocket passer. And like Tripp said, we might can possibly see a Jackson 5 in the playoffs. So, but, yeah, our yep. offensive line is going – I think our offensive line is going to whip their D-line ass. That's what's going to start at. Yeah. And you got to catch Lamar. You got to catch him. Yep. All right. Next topic, do you think the Ravens will overlook the Texans since they beat them week one, 25-9? Go ahead, Tripp. Um, no, I don't think the Ravens going to overlook them because to be honest with you, I think now this might sound crazy. I think the Ravens still was trying to like find their identity week one. I mean, it took us a little couple mm-hmm. weeks, you feel me? But I don't think because we still beat them because I'm not, I ain't gonna lie. I remember I was on Twitter. I was talking a lot of crap on there. You feel me? Like, yeah, we're going to put our 50 on you because I felt confident. But you know what I mean? I lost a little bet, but. A lot of fans were saying, like, yo, trip, you got to chill. Like, they're still, like, they still got to get used to the system. You feel me? And, I mean, we put up 25 points, so I don't see why we can't, you know what I mean, put up more and just be and – I, and I just feel like, yo, like, the team just different. Like, they just hungry out there. You feel me? Like, everybody locked in. Like Lamar said, they locked in right now. So, I feel like <laughs> we ain't going to overlook the Texans for real, for real. And I know one thing we bet. I know damn. I know damn. One thing we better not overlook them. We better go out there and play our Ravens football and crush them. Facts. Well said, Trip Boy, Damian, uh, and Raven here. What's up, man? Raven C. Thank y'all, fellas, for tuning in. Where Damian floor shows. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't. I don't think they're gonna overlook them. Like, like Trip said, like Lamar's been saying it all season. Like they're locked in, and I, and this is a. To me, this is a personal year for Lamar Jackson. Like, he's heard all the chatter. He heard everything people said in the offseason, why you shouldn't pay him, all, all the narratives that people talked about, right? Like, you know what I mean? I live by the mantra. I don't pr- I don't live to prove anybody wrong. I live to prove myself right because I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, Lamar Jackson is focused. J- uh, you know, John Harbaugh's focused. His team is focused. They see the, the prizes at hand. It, the, the whole AFC runs through Baltimore. They just got to go out there and take care of business. So, no, I don't think they're going to – I don't expect them to play down. I don't expect them to play lackadaisical. I'm expecting them to come out and play Ravens football and win this game. So, I don't think they're going to over – I think they're going to take those boys very serious, and they're going to play like it. Well said. Go ahead, Dave. No doubt. First, first of all, shout out Engraving, man. Good seeing you, man. Um, no way, no way are they gonna um underestimate them. I mean, you know, this is like kids. Like you know, you you ever see like a teenage kid? You see him, you know, see him for like four or five months, and they come back and they grown up like ten inches. This is what this is right here. This team has really grown up from week one to where they are now. I mean, you know, like I said, this was the second worst team in the league last year. For them to come from them then to what they are now, 
I mean, man, you know, they really, really made a jump. So, no way are they going. And then, you know, the Ravens, you know, we, we, we haven't had a whole lot of success in the postseason lately. So, you know, we're not going to take anybody lightly. The team is 100% totally focused. So, they know that they have to take everybody at their best. They're going to get everybody's best game. Okay. Go ahead, Shannon. Well said, Dave. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like the Ravens probably, I know they have been watching film, so they know that these Texans, or those Texans aren't these Texans. Both teams have improved throughout the year. I think they're going to come in focused and um, prepared to play. I don't see them overlooking the Texans at all. I totally agree because, like I said, we won 25-9. and The game was a lot closer than the score show, but the Texans, they battle. And compete, uh, you know, so they, they we ain't just mopped the floor with them. Uh, but like trip, like trip said, we still was finding out so offensively, so now we're more clicked in now. We have an identity, but I don't think they're gonna overlook them because they just saw what they just did to a Ray High Brown saying last week. So they know this team, you know, they're not gonna roll over and play dead for us, you know, they just dropped 45 points. So nah, they're not gonna overlook them. And the hard balls want to have these guys ready to go, man. Like he even had the guys. It, well, Hank said he did. The guys took it upon themselves to stay extra at the practice. Once I heard that, I said, "Yeah, they super locked in. Like they they want mm-hmm. this bad. Like you know, they said we, you know, it, it's now or never. Because like I said, next year it's never the same. Off season happens, players move. This happens. So they try to seize the moment right now. But like I said, man, you know, the window of when the Super Bowl closes real quick in this league. All right, man, we great. Go tell three keys to victory. So we're gonna start with you, Trip. What are the Ravens' three keys to a victory on Saturday? Um, I'm gonna be real with you. Don't no turnovers. Um, play smart. Just be physical. And the last one, sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. I like, like that. When I mean sixty I minutes, like I mean dominate. Like from when that whistle blow, just do your job. If you on special teams, run down there, make the tackle. If you want to kick return, I mean kick uh kick with yeah, kick return, block your person, you know what I mean? Just do your job. Everybody just do your job. And I feel like we'll come out here and we'll get this victory. We play Ravens football. Cause I ain't gonna lie, I feel like the only people the only the only thing that can beat the Ravens is the Ravens. If y'all get what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. as long as mm-hmm. we go out there and do our thing. We shouldn't had to, we shouldn't had nothing to worry about. And next week we'll be hosting our first ever AFC championship in 27 years. That sounds good, don't I love it. Dang. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. That was well said, Trevor. Go ahead, Damien. <clears throat> yeah, I would say mistake-free football. You know what I mean? Gotta be mistake-free. No penalties. Play it, stay ahead of the sticks. Don't hurt yourself because that's how you get yourself off schedule. False starts. Poor holding penalties, hand to the face. Be disciplined. You know what I mean? Defensively, same thing. Don't be out there grabbing the receivers. You know how the refs will have an easy flag for receivers. Don't do not do all of that, right? Like, be smart. Be disciplined. Play disciplined football for four quarters. Be like be physical. Set the tone from, from the opening kickoff. You want to set that tone and let them know what type of game it's going to be. You know what I mean? So they, when you – that opening kickoff, you kick that ball off to them or they kick it off to you. Hit somebody and let them know it's gonna be that type of game. It's on that type of time, so they can get their minds right. It's like, listen, we, we're hitting you all game, no matter what's going on. 
we're laying lumber to you, right? So be physical, set the tone, and literally just play Ravens football, man. You know what I mean? Just play smart Ravens football. Get the ball in the end zone. Run the ball. Lamar Jackson, let him be him, right? Play loose. Be Just play your game and be loose. Don't get into this moment and start calling players that you typically don't call. Start calling things tight to the vest. Just play your game. Trust you, Trust everything you worked on all week. And if you do that, you're going to come out of this game with a victory. Oh, like they both said, um, Damon. Go ahead, David. I'm going to say, number one, protect Lamar. Because, you know, Houston, they've been doing well at getting at the quarterback recently. So they did a Flacco there. Flacco scared to death last week. So got to protect Lamar. Keep him clean, number one. Number two, I think we need to run the ball well this game. I need to we need to establish the run well. Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, of course Lamar, got to run the ball well this this game. Number three, get get good. We gotta get the heat on C.J. Stroud. We cannot let him sit back there and light us up. He's been chilling when he when he gets a chance to set set his feet. He's gonna light you up. So that's that's my three keys. I like it, Dave. What I'm saying. Go ahead, Shannon. Um, so my three keys is first, do not turn the ball over. Um, the Texans offense has the ability to score at will, and they can get ugly quick if we're turning the ball over. I'm talking about fumbles and interceptions. We we can't do that. Um, secondly, I would like to get some good returns. You know, help the offense out a bit, help them get some good um field advantage, and make it easier to score. And defensively, I just want to say, be relentless. That's it. Uh, for me, I always say the same thing. On one, protect the football so no turnovers, no fumbles, no interceptions by our offense, and everything else will take care of itself while it's blocking and execution. Create turnovers on defense. Get the ball back to our offense as much as possible. Get short field. Like I said, every time we get two more turnovers, we win and we win big. Number three, score touchdowns inside the red zone. I see this. Like I said, it's very important. Only time I want to see Justin Tucker kicking is kicking an extra point. Yeah, so yeah, we those always gonna be my three keys. Every playoff, Super Bowl, regular season, don't matter. All right, we gotta go talk over under stat lines. So um, we'll start with uh Lamar Jackson, two hundred and forty yards passing. Over under, you up first, Trippy? Over. Over how much? Well, give me a, give me a number. I mean, you know, I like the score. So 245. I was going to take Lamar on the face out 200. But, yeah, I think he's going to go for 250. 250. I like you. Okay. Go ahead, Damien. Over under 240 Lamar passing. Yeah, I got him. I got him over. I got, I got him a little bit over that. I think he's going to the play action game, RPO, stuff like that. I think they'll be able to get the pass game going when they need to. They don't have to rely on it, but I still think they're going to be able to get some big plays um, off of the run game. To set up the pass and get some deep shots down the field. How many yards you got him going? If you said over, so two forty-five. Like what you got? Yeah, about two. I'll say about two forty-five, two forty-seven, somewhere in there. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Dave. You up over under two forty for Lamar passing? I'm going over. I think two seventy. I, I think he's going to have a nice game. You know, I think you know we're going to have to score points against Houston. So I think two seventy about his number. I like it. Go ahead, Shannon. Over under 240 for Lamar now. 
I'll say um over and about two forty five to two fifty. I like it. I'm gonna go over as well. I'm gonna go two sixty. All right, let's go. Uh, Isaiah Likely, uh, seventy yards receiver over under. Let's go ahead and shoot shirt. Ah, it's tough. It's tough. That 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 that's where his line started at seventy yards. No, that's just that's just no, that's just a number I threw out there. Yeah, well, I threw out there. I'm gonna take the under on that one. I hate saying that, but I'm gonna take the under. But I mean, hey, if you prove me wrong, that's even better, right? So I'm gonna take the right. under on that. So what you have? 60, 60, 60, 65, 50. What you got? I mean, I'm just gonna. That's probably that. Yeah, he uh -oh. back right here. Oh. Yeah, somebody probably called him. Yeah, so what you got, kid? Oh, no, no, my bad. I don't know what happened to the phone. It just blanked out, but. um. I, I like Isaiah Lake lightly for 50 yards. 50, 50 okay. yards, like four receptions. Okay. Go ahead, Damien. Over, under, 70 yards receiving by Isaiah Lightly. Uh, yeah, I got him I got him under. I got him around like 60 yards, a couple receptions. You know what I mean? Be able to get some first, some timely first downs, stuff like that. I think they're going to be able to just run the ball a lot. So, like, like I said, Lamar around like 248. I think he get about. I think uh, likely get about sixty. But I'm gonna I'm go under on the seventy. Go ahead, Dave. Over under. Is that likely seventy yards? I think under. I think it'll get about fifty. About fifty. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Shannon. Under, and I'll say fifty-five. I'm gonna go slightly under with sixty. All right. Total. Team rushing yards for the Ravens, two fifteen over <laughs> under. Go ahead, trip. Oh, and Lamar's included. And Lamar's included too. Yeah, over. Oh. Okay, what number? Uh, then we might do like two fifty. Mm, okay, I like that. Go ahead, Damien. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go over as well. I mm. think they. Uh, I'm gonna go high on this one. I think they'll get about two seventy on the ground. Okay, I like that. Go ahead, Dave. He might have froze for a second. So I'm gonna skip and go to Shannon. Go ahead, Shannon. I'm gonna come back to him. Um, I'm gonna say under. I'll say about 195. 195. All right. Um, for me, I'm gonna go slightly over with 230. I think Gus will get 80. I think uh, I'm gonna say seventy. I think Justice Hill will get thirty. Lamar come with his forty, fifty, and I think Cook will probably get like fifty yards. So I'm gonna go two twenty. I'm gonna go two thirty. Yeah. Uh, um, that's guard. Now we're great. Go defense. Uh, total team sacks for the Ravens defense. We're gonna start with three over on the way trip. Over. Over. What you got? I feel like we're gonna have about eight sacks tomorrow. I mean, damn, I'm thinking the day Friday, uh, Saturday. We're gonna have eight. I feel like we get eight sacks. I, I, think every, I think everybody gonna eat. Kyle gonna have one, Bro gonna have one, PQ gonna have one. Oway, Matter BK, Kyle Van Noy, and Clowney. Yeah, we get eight sacks. It's gonna get ugly. I like that. Go ahead, Damien. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm going over on the three. I'm gonna give them five. I'm gonna give them five five sacks. I think they're gonna be able to get back there, and eventually, they're gonna start getting the ball out of out of CJ hand as quick as possible. You know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to prevent him from getting beat up in that cold. So I'm gonna go about five sacks on them. Go ahead, Shannon. I'm gonna go over and say four. Okay, I'm gonna go over and say six. All right, got two more uh, total team interceptions for our defense. We're going to start with two over our nuclear trip. You said over what? It, it broke up a little bit. No, uh, over under uh, total team and it's total team uh, interceptions for our defense. I'm going to start with two. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I think we might can get like three. Okay. I know. I, I know. Who I, I know. Out of them three, I know Kyle won't get one. I could. Yes, I could see that happening. Go ahead, Damien. I'm a whole pack. I think they get two. I think they get two. Okay, so two on the nose. Okay, go ahead, Shannon. I was going to say the same thing as Dame. I think it's going to be two interceptions. All right, Dave. Over under total team interceptions defensively two. All right, yeah, my bad. My phone had died, man. I had to go. I'm up in my truck right now, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, I know my bad. I'm, I'm going to go over. I think we go. I think we'll get CJ Stroud twice. Hey. So you're going two one of those. Uh, uh, I'm going to go right on the nose with two. I think we get him twice because he takes care of the football. He only got five interceptions and three albums in one game. So he takes care of the football. So I'm going to go two. All right, last one. I say this for last all the time. Uh, total combined tackles for Patrick Crane and Roquan Smith. Let's go 24 combined for both of them over on the trip. Did he freeze? No, I think Hello? he's moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Total tank, total combined tackles for Roquan and PQ, uh, twenty four over under. I think it'll be over because I feel like they're just gonna be like field to field, sideline to sideline. They're just gonna be out there, just like I think they're gonna be competing. Like I don't know, I don't know if they be saying each other like, "Man, I'm gonna have more tackles than you today," like something like that, like to try to compete with each other, something like that. But yeah, I think it's gonna go so over. over which, like what 25, 26? Mm, I say about. I think both of them at least get. Well, I think Bro will get about fifteen by himself, and I say about PQ probably get ten. So I say probably like twenty five. Is that twenty four? Okay, go ahead, Damien. So I'm gonna go. <clears throat> the lines at twenty four. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go twenty two. I think Bobby Slow is gonna try to avoid those boys to the best of his ability. You know what I mean? Moving CJ Stroud. Getting the ball into the flats on the outside, I think they're gonna try to stay away from the middle of that field because of those two linebackers. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under for the twenty. All right, go ahead, Shannon. I'm over under twenty four combined tackles for PQ and Roquan. Um, I'm gonna go under and also say twenty. I think it's a game where they both could have double digit tackles. Um, but like Dame said, I don't think they're gonna do their best to go at them because that is our strong suit defensively. Um, so y'all give them twenty. All right, they over under combined tackles. Roquan PQ is lines at 24. 
I'm going over, man. Listen, man, Roquan going to be tackling any and everybody out there, man. So I think 28. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go slightly over with 26. I think Roquan gets 14, Patrick Quinn gets 12. Because, you know, they're going to tackle in the pass game too. So that counts as well. So 26 for me. All right, our last one of the night, the score prediction. It gets real good right here. So, all right, Trippy, go ahead. Give me your score prediction. In this well, game. you know, you know, I got, you know, I'll be doing my podcast too, Zone Day Two podcast. So, I always like to, you know, keep keep it real high. I've been doing it, even though when I call one hundred five point seven, um, I got the Ravens forty two, Texans seventeen. Both that can very well happen. That can very well happen. I like that. Go ahead, Damien. I got Ravens twenty eight seventeen. Uh, I think you know. I think they're gonna win by multiple scores. I feel good. Damn, uh, seventeen, but I feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, that cup that covers the spread. The spread is at nine. So that's good. Go ahead, Shannon. Um, I have the Ravens 30-21. Go ahead, Dave. I got the Ravens thirty four twenty three. Okay, uh, I got the Ravens as well. I'm going to go 38 to 17. I think we're going to beat them by three touchdowns because now the offense is clicking, and we're going to pull it on them a little bit more than we did the first time. All right, that's it. We're going to do close of remarks. We're going to start first with Trippy. Go ahead and just give us some closes, remarks, some things you want to say, shout out, anything, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want to share with us. Um, I just want to say it's been a good season so far, but we ain't done yet. Um, you know, I predicted the season to go thirteen and four, and now I'm predicting the mm-hmm. postseason we gonna go three and zero. So y'all already know what that means. And um, anybody going to the game Saturday, man, just be loud. Like, when it just I don't know if y'all if you going to the game, but whoever do a podcast or whatever, you call in the radio. If you don't sound real like horse or whatever, you ain't do your <laughs> job, man. I just I want I like I want the bank to be loud like how it was Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Thursday night against the Bengals, like just all we gotta do is just do our job. I just hope the boys stay healthy. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram, Trippy underscore Kicker, um, Twitter, Trippy Kicker, um, TikTok, Trippy Kicker One, and that's all I gotta say. Go Ravens and let's get this dug. Like I said, so we can ho- host this AFC championship. Cause I mean, we got two Super Bowls, but. You know, like watching the other AFC teams host it, like in the middle of the fifty-yard line. I would love to see us do that this year. I would love to see that. That would be so dope. Go ahead, Damien. Well said. Man, well said. Go ahead, Damien. All that I say, appreciate y'all having your boy on. You know what I mean? Talk a little bit of ball. Of course, you follow me on Twitter, DP underscore NFL. Check out all my scouting reports, all my work at thedraftnetwork.com. I host the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Stay tuned. Got a lot of content coming. We'll be on the ground, walking the sideline, walking the field at the Senior Bowl. Getting real excited for this dope class of prospects we got coming through. Be able to see Penix, Knicks, all these different high-profile guys that, you know, you watch on TV, be able to really get to see them, talk to them in person and see what's really what they're really about. So stay tuned because I got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Well said, Damien. Definitely check my guy out. Check Trippy out too. Go ahead, Shannon. Um, first I want to thank Dame and Trippy for coming on. Um, Dame, I know you're really busy, and Trippy, I know you're really popular. 
So I appreciate both of you for taking the time out to come on tonight. Um, but I'll end today like I ended on Tuesday. Um, it's time to kill the narratives and create new ones. Got you. Okay, quick and short. I like it, Shannon. Go ahead, um, go ahead Dave. No doubt, man. Hey, hey man, good having y'all on, man. Dave and Trippy, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I just want to thank, you know, Raven Nation, everybody that support our show, watch us, you know what I mean? That's pretty much it, man. You know, everybody just supporting us, you know. Ravens, we're going to get this one right here. This is our year right here. Yeah, I want to say thank you to both of y'all because I've been, you know, trying to get this for a minute. Schedules wasn't aligned. You know, Trip, I know, man, Trip talked about this all the time. We go to the games together and know this guy forever. Our oh, schedules finally aligned. Where you gonna put me on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah, schedules yeah. finally aligned. Shannon, by the way, Shannon, I know I'm a little popular, but I always been trying to get on the show. I ain't, you know, what I mean, I ain't that type. Of, you know, what I mean, I like the show love. <laughs> no, he definitely, he definitely, he definitely, he definitely was on me. But I said we're gonna make it happen. We, and our schedules finally clicked, and we made it happen. And like I said, Dame, uh, like I said, had I known it took Shannon to get you on, I would have said that to you a while ago. But it's all good. <laughs> It's all good. Like I said, that pretty face. Y'all can't turn Man, that pretty face. Used to down, host like, my, yeah. She used to host a podcast with your boy, man. I know, y'all. I, I, I know, y'all. I, 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 I remember that. I remember that in 2020. I remember that. So, y'all got a report, which is great. But thank y'all for coming on. Shannon Day, y'all the MVPs. Sure. Just don't go about y'all. You know, I definitely appreciate y'all. So, um, I know what I'm about to say. Like, subscribe. You know, if you can't watch live, you know, watch us on, um, you know, Apple Podcast, Spotify. And you know, basically everywhere. The links are right there in the description. Um, I'm gonna post Damien and I'll trip these um Instagram and stuff later when I go back and do the edits so y'all can follow them. But y'all know what I'm about to say. Make sure y'all trade. I don't know what trade stands for. It's right there, talking ravens all day, every day. Have a wonderful Thursday. Like I said, Saturday, like with man kick, let's have a bank rocking. I'm gonna try to see if I can go, but if not, I'm definitely gonna be home locked in. You know, four o'clock phone on do not disturb. Hey, you know, even the people yeah, that ain't going to the game, man, in your house, make them neighbors mad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. They'll be okay. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Yes, I'm with you. On hey, they're going to be watching so, yeah. the game, too. They'll be all right. Absolutely. If they hate the Ravens, they're still going to watch to see what happens for sure. So, either way. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, um, y'all have a great rest of the week. Like I said, we're back Tuesday, hopefully. I'm pretty sure we're going to be in a good mood preparing for the AFC Championship game. I have no doubt about it. It'll be me and Shannon. And like I said, David will be on that following Thursday. Oh, man. Lay y'all guys. Thank y'all for tuning in. Engraving Raven C. Oh, man. And like I said, uh, let's go Ravens. It, it, it's on and popping. Come Saturday at 430. Y'all have a blessed yeah. night. And we are out. Good night, guys. Hey, Good night, Shannon. Uh, thanks again, Damon. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. All right, Dave. <laughs>